Well, there, there's a reason we call it death piles and taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around them death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we've partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that, man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy. And I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. And you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get on there, start listing, start selling so you can go out and buy some more stuff. Well, welcome into a very special edition of Death Piles and Taxes. Why is it special? This is a, uh, I guess we'll call it a bonus episode. Oh, I like bonuses. Uh, we've been uh, uh, talking about Trump for long enough. We need to get a deep dive into the man, the myth, and the uh, city of Trump, Nevada. P-Town. And uh, I guess I'll introduce myself as, as Derek Everett. Of Death Piles and Taxes. If this is your first time listening, this is not our typical type show. We usually talk about selling things on the internet and paying your taxes on those things. Uh, across the desk for me is a man that this show will be primarily about, Mr. Adam, a.k.a. Perump Beasley. Hey, appreciate that. Um, I'm going to take a uh, adventure. Most of our shows are pretty friendly, uh, family friendly, and we try to keep it that way. However, I'll just, uh, I'll just say... Parental discretion is advised. We might not get graphic or vulgar. No, we won't get graphic or vulgar. But there might be some things in this uh, episode that are a little... You might want to just... Oh, no, uh, they'll be good. Okay. They're all good. Um, parental discretion advised. <laughs> all right, my friend. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we'll start We'll start her off. Um, for those that haven't been listening, I'd invite you to go back and listen to the archive and see why we're doing this show. Basically, we'll get talking about growing up. Me and Adam didn't know each other until um, he was in college. I was friends with uh, one of his college roommates, right? November 24th, 2003. To be precise. And uh, so we didn't grow up together or anything, so we'll, we'll get telling stories and, and things about growing up. And uh, I grew up in small rural Utah, and he grew up in uh, Prompt, Nevada. Rural-er. Rural-er Prompt, Nevada. Nevada. And if you know anything about Prompt, Nevada, it will be covered in this episode, and uh, there's reasons why we, we have stories, right? That's true. So, let's get into the uh, the gist. Let's start her off. Uh, how did you end up in Prompt, Nevada? Well, my, my dad was a contractor, <clears throat> built houses, and... Uh, Grew up in Utah for about seven years. No lies. I've been calling you Prumpy for all this time, and you're a Utah native just like me. Uh, born in St. Mark's. Um, and we did that for a couple of years. My dad got sick of the cold. We moved to wonderful California. 
you know, beach, everything. Sunny California. Sunny California. I mean, what can go wrong? Padres had a friend. His dad had tickets to the Padres. That's a good friend to have. They only had one kid. They had four tickets, (laughs) i.e. I got to go often. How... So dad had some money. Is what oh, that oh yeah, dad had money. How do you have four tickets? It's kind of like we were talking to Colbert the other day, and he has like five cars for two people, right? You got four season tickets to the Padres. I did see he had one up for sale. He does. That's a good-looking car. Uh, that's what my wife thought, too. Yeah. Let's move along. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why he had four tickets, but it, it was a company write-off, I'm assuming. Tax purposes. So, so Padre games are like what? During the spring, oh, summer? Yeah, yeah, summer. I mean, it's summer vacation. You know, good times had by all. So enjoyed the uh, childhood times, you know, 10, 11-year-old kid. That's like the best time, summer vacation. So you're going to the ball game. Is he, is oh, he picking you up, like, dogs and, like, stuff like that? Oh, yeah, dogs, you your own root food? beers. Oh, man, it was, no, I mean, I didn't have any money. So like yeah. so your parents sitting with, you know, 20 bucks. Um, we didn't have that much money. So, so yeah, so, so we did that. and then, good friends. That's yeah. a life lesson right there. Oh, yeah. Make life uh, good friends with money. That's right. That's not a problem to have. Or with rich dads, right? That's right. Um, Tell your kids to do that. Did that for a while. We lived there. And then uh, out of the blue, well, my dad, he moved to, uh, he was working in Nevada in in this place called Pahrump. Never heard of it. Um, Decided that uh, we needed to move there. Between fourth and fifth grade, what a, what a better time for a kid to move? Oh man, I moved uh, third to fourth grade. That's yeah, when I moved. yeah, that was, that's not a, that's not an easy time. You're just getting established. You got your friends. That not you're, an ideal you're, time. You know, mid elementary. I guess there's probably never an ideal no, time to move. No. But but it is. You, you get a chance to move on and do something new, and that's what we got to do. So we uh, moved um, from San Diego area to Pahrump, Nevada. We took the back way from Baker. Baker, California, the big ginormous thermometer. Everybody, oh, yeah, everyone that. knows that. Yeah, the yeah. big Baker Bun Boy. Most people, ninety nine Bun Boy. Yes, yes. It. Like ninety nine point five percent of all people just continue on I fifteen. There's a little itty bitty dirt road that goes to Pahrump, Nevada, through Dumont Dunes, and you take that road and you go about an hour and a half into. Um, Hell, pretty much. So, so you're crossing that Death Valley. So, so you're leaving the Padre game. You're yes. going towards Death Valley. Now, you've never been here before. No, never been there. Dad's just like, hey, I got this new job. We're going. Yep. Just kind of springs it on you. Exactly. And you don't have any recourse. Like, no, I'm staying with Billy. His dad's got four uh, Padre game season tickets. I'm staying in, in uh, no San Diego, where it's perfect temperature year round. Yeah, you're going good. Going to the beach anytime I want. Needless to say. It was a uh, interesting awakening. I mean, we came up over the mountain and like, man, that's that's a lot of lights. So, you, so this is nighttime. Yeah, nighttime. Under the dark of night. Yeah, under the dark of night. Come over by Shoshone, population one hundred, if that. That's including all of the uh, wild boroughs. Um, Shout out to Shoshone. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago Valley. Um, go up and over and like, man, there's a lot of lights. Like, okay, all right, this isn't a small. And, and the next morning we wake up. Of course, this is in August. Um, where do where, where the houses go? So, uh, so yeah. So, how hot was it in August in Pahrump, Nevada? <laughs> how hot was it? How hot is it? Oh, uh, it, it was it was constantly above a hundred degrees, hundred and five. It would not be unreasonable to say it's like a hundred and ten. So it's just desolate desert. My my memories of Pahrump, which I've only been there a couple times, yeah. were uh, hot. The, the worst part, it, it, the hot was hot. Like it didn't matter if it was a hundred or hundred and ten. The worst part is when it was like 95, but it was going to rain. Now, why was that worse than being 110? Because then you'd have humidity. 
So then the problem is he'd be all sticky hot, and uh, the swamp cooler wouldn't work. We couldn't afford, we couldn't afford air conditioning. Well, sure. Yeah, I don't know. We, we all grew up on... Well, on swamp cooler. Swamp you know, cooler, swamp yeah. cooler. So yeah, real good thing is if you got too hot, you'd go up there, dump some ice in it, and you know, let it cool down. You'd always lay right underneath it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this figured out. Oh, yeah, we've done this many times. So that was the uh, upcoming to Pahrump, Nevada. And uh, needless to say, it was a good place. Had a couple friends moved in the same time. We'd uh, have to ride our bikes or walk, uh, you know, like two miles to go from trailer to trailer. So let's back it up a little bit. So you're getting there, heat of, heat of night. Yeah. And uh, so so you show up, and that's not quite what you were hoping it would be. It was a little different. So what, I mean, so the next morning or whatever, like you have neighborhood friends or kids or what? Uh, if by neighborhood friends you mean I could see a house like... <laughs> With binoculars down the street, yeah, that's my neighborhood friends. So, so you show up, middle of the desert, middle of nowhere. Yes. From from this posh, uh, cool. Yes. San Palm Diego trees. Way. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what are you thinking at this point? Uh, yeah, it was a, definitely a big adjustment. Well, but you know, like I said, I met some friends, same age, same time, same kind of situation. And when life brings you lemon, you make lemonade. So uh, what are you doing for a, a good time? So you're here, you're, what, you're third, fourth grade, you're saying fourth, yeah, fifth grade? Yeah, fifth, fifth grade. So you don't have anyone on the block. What, what are you doing for fun growing up? What, what are kids doing around the P-Town at this well, point? Well, I mean, we got to the point where, like, you had to do sports because that was the only way to, like, see anybody. So, you know, I tried playing, I played baseball, and, and, you know, we did football and soccer and those kind of things. And uh, I was a pretty quick uh, catch-on. And realized I was not going to be Babe Ruth. So it didn't take you too long to learn that I've seen enough Padre games. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be called up to the majors. I'd be lucky to be called the Bat Boy. <laughs> I'd have to have Gary's dad yeah. put in a good word for me with the season tickets. Now, I, I could sit behind the plate and tell you, you know, how many pitches were fastballs and, you know, what the guy's whip percentage was. You know, and tell somebody what a whip percentage is. Exactly. Long before that, you know, walks, innings, hits, pitcher, you know, all, all of these different weird stats that they care about now they didn't. I could do all that, but at the time I'm like, there's no money in this. Did you have a, the, the score book where you keep it score and track of all this stuff? If by did, you mean that was like my Bible. You still have them somewhere? I don't have them anymore. You know, you had to learn how to do like the backwards K because that means you struck out swing, you know, all these things. So... I, I did a lot of that, a lot of, uh, you know, I was involved with scouts. Man, that was a good time. Scouts in Prompt, Nevada. Scouts in, in Prompt, Nevada. It was a good time. We had a great guy, bless his heart, Jerry Parks. Man, he, guy's amazing. He took a bunch of random hoodlum, you know, I don't know, there was probably like 12, 15 of us. And we go on these campouts to Dumont Dunes. That was like the best. That was the spot. You go out to Dumont Dunes, our huge, ginormous sand dunes, and for some stupid reason, we thought, "Hey, let's play capture the flag," in the middle of the night, and you get to hit each other in the head with an egg. With an egg. <laughs> with an egg. Where Where did you find these eggs? Well, we'd bring them with us. You know, bring a carton of eggs, and you know, you'd be out when you got an egg smashed on your head. So how did you clean off this egg? Well, we didn't think that far down the road. So is Jerry just chilling back at camp, or what? I is he participating? No, he's just chilling at camp, you know. He's asleep. Oh, he, I, he was out by the campfire. He's like, I've made bad decisions in my life. That Here guy, I am, 90 degrees in the sand desert. No, no, it'd be, kids it'd be, running around it'd be throwing eggs at each other. It'd be nighttime. Oh, sorry, it was 95 degrees at night. It was nighttime. We'd go, like, uh, skiing down the sand. 
We, we didn't grow up like you rich city folk that had rich the mall city. to go to. The mall, yeah. <laughs> we go check out the movies. We didn't have those kind of things. We didn't have those amenities. Yeah, Dumont Dune. So, yeah. how are you getting around from Nevada? Well, or, I mean, you ride gr- bikes? Great thing happened. I can't remember exact age. I want to say it was around 7th grade, maybe 6th or 7th. Santa brought us go-karts. Oh, the man in red came through for you. The man in red, like, hit a home run for us. So, go-karts. So, so, before, how are you getting around? Oh, <laughs> you'd be lucky. I don't know, like, I don't even know. I mean, there were no, like, there might be, like, six paved roads in the entire town. So, so you riding bikes? You're, you walking? Riding bikes, a lot of walking, or you just hope that your mom will drop you off, or you bring your canteen, <laughs> your PB&J, and you just go for a hike. Just go for a hike in the, in the hot desert oh, sun. Mom, she'd drop you off to the pool for the summertime. That was always good. Oh, and that was my other thing. The, the love of the library, it... it it wasn't because I could read, because I couldn't. <laughs> Still have trouble doing it. Had air conditioning or what? Absolutely. Air conditioning girls? Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> prompt girls. Yes. Shout out to the prompt girls. Um, yeah. <laughs> so those were great things, but we, we got go-karts. Man, you socialists using this library to cool off. Yeah, Tax read, money we, we read books. Yeah. And now the kids don't even go there to read books. They don't even know what, who the Dewey Decimal System is. I don't know who Dewey is and the Decimal System is long gone, my friend. Wow. I don't. When was the last time you used it? Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> when that's right here in, in from Nevada. That's Just right. That air conditioning, trying to look up the sports books, right? That's right. Yeah, Babe Ruth. I look up your Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yes. So, we had the uh, go-karts, and we got two of them, me and my little brother, and... Uh, I don't know. Santo was a good guy, and he came up with, uh, I don't know if it's the same, it had to been a different year, but he brought us paintball guns, too. Since eggs on the head were getting just a little lame. Yeah, the eggs on the head. So we had paintball guns. I'm sure you didn't go, like, drive by or do anything. Gunners. Anything f- oh, you know. yeah. Me and, we, you get four of you, or sometimes three, and you get two in each go, because it was a two-person go-kart. <laughs> Funniest one. My, my, they were good. They, they made us wear helmets. We had to have eye gear, especially when we were shooting each other with paintball guns. How fast are these go-karts go? Oh, we took the governor off. <laughs> I mean, five horsepower, Briggs and Stratton. I mean, you really talked you how to work on motors, but I, I don't know. We never we never uh, mapped them, but when you were in like the 25-mile-an-hour zone with the school bus, you'd race. He'd see, he'd see if he could compete, huh? Yeah. Put the hammer down. You, you put the hammer down. There was an old abandoned... Um, uh, gun range, and it wasn't like it was basically berms of of uh, um, dirt. dirt. Yeah, dirt. Yeah, dirt. <laughs> Perhaps also famous for its fireworks, so we could buy fireworks all year round. So we'd bring around bottle rockets, and you'd hold them in your hand and try and shoot them at each other. On the uh, go karts? Oh, absolutely! No, this is on the go karts. Yeah, make, <laughs> it, make it fair. Yeah, they had jets. Had to have something that had gasoline attached to it because <laughs> it wouldn't be fun otherwise. Exactly. Not fun unless we might blow up. Modern day Lansing, like your buddies you do on the, the Wednesday nights, Thursday nights. Oh, man, I was supposed. To, so, sorry to bring this up right now. Probably should have brought it up last episode. Gerald is not upset with Game of Thrones, or not happy with how that somehow. I mean, you were at the finale, but we were just there kind of hanging out, not really paying attention and eating the food and Neither stuff. is Aaron Rodgers, man. He went on a huge time. Man, he is not a happy guy right now. So, uh, sorry about that, Gerald. And, and Lansing, we're talking about this for you. Funny little meme. 
it shows after eight seasons of the disappointment of uh, Game of Thrones, and then it shows a bunch of BYU Cougar fans after ten years and says, hold my milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's an inside reference. but uh, Inside, but you can understand their heart. So go-karts were a great get-around, uh, paintball guns, bottle rockets, so yeah. Then, of course, it evolved. So, I mean, so, okay, so it evolved. So you, this is what... You said 7th, 8th grade. Yeah, I'm like 14, 15. You know, I, can't, I don't have a driver's license yet. <laughs> you don't need a driver's license. So the cops aren't bothering with you guys driving around paintballing. And by each other, I'm sure there was houses hit up. No, and, and, no. Uh, there, were, there weren't houses around, man. Like, there really weren't. Nobody's house got paintball. I, I did not. I did not paintball people's I houses. I mean, the, uh, the no. uh, what's that? The no. Statue of Limitations, probably no. long gone. No, we, we that, complained. That was against... Old Scoutmaster Gary... Didn't get no, the no, go by his house. He was, he was a great guy. Well, he might be a great guy, but you're stupid kids. Oh, that's true. Stupid kids do stupid things. No, I didn't do anything with paintballs. Now, other type of activities, I won't incriminate myself, <laughs> but, yeah. But so I was, you know, younger, and then come to that golden age. All right, so what are we talking about? That golden age. 16. Your quinceañero? Yeah. That'd be 15, and I'm not Hispanic. Or a female. Allegedly. I know of. <laughs> so, my dad, he, you know, again, we're, you know, we're not affluent. We don't frequent the, uh, you know, the mall, the the uh, Chakaramas. So, so when you're growing up, um, hard to say, or easy to say, it's kind of tougher times. You don't have yeah. a lot of money, no, right? No. We, you're, we, you're, not, you're not the guy that had the, the season tickets. You found the friend that had the season tickets. And I think you realize that when you get up to be a, a little older. I mean, we, you know, we, we had it. You know, we, but we weren't, you know, we weren't rich by any means. We'd get the dollar menu when we'd go to the uh, McDonald's. That's the thing. You don't realize it until you get older and look back at certain things and certain Christmases and stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. They made the best of what they had yeah, and stuff. It was, but it was great. We, we might not have been the top of the food chain. But, but we were happy. But we were happy. We, we, we turned out we well. Exactly. So, okay, so uh, go-karts, you're getting a little older. You're turning 16. You're in, you're in Trump, Nevada. My dad says, hey, we need to get your vehicle. This is long before I turned 16. I'm about 15. Okay. He says, you want to get something that you can work on that's going to cost you less money to do because you got to pay for it. So I'm like, all right. Now, wait a minute. With the uh, go-karts, who's paying for the gas and stuff? Oh, we were. So how, how are you getting money to pay for your paintballs and gas? At this, you well, know, we'd, do, we'd go work on the job sites for my dad, go pick up trash, like... It wasn't like now, modern day, they have these huge, ginormous dumpsters that they throw everything in. No, they just threw it off the roof and left it there. And that was my job. I'd have to go pick it up and throw it in the truck or put it in the trailer. And then you haul it off with your dad and go to the, the landfill. Yeah, been to the landfill plenty of times. You probably should have been uh, looking for things so Oh, I, I was. There, the internet didn't exist then, man. Well, for a future reference. Well, yeah, yeah for, for future for death files and taxes. Which the show oh, we, is. We were looking at stuff. We you were, were going through, through death stuff. piles. Yeah, we were going through death piles, literally. Uh, <laughs> so I found a truck. I found a 1963 Chevy short bed step side truck. Okay. Not only did I find one, but I found two. Why, why did you find two? <laughs> well, because you had to have one to... You had, you had to have two to make one. So, so you were Johnny Cash and one piece at a time on them. Yeah, so we were throwing the two together. Until we become one. That's right. So we did a lot of stuff. You know, and I wasn't smart enough to do it all. My dad helped me with a lot. We had a friend. His dad kind of helped us with some of the motor parts. But that's what I got. So, so you got your, you got your truck. Yeah. How? Uh, how? Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing in this truck? What? What? What are we not doing in this truck? I was, needless to say, I was pretty. Um, 
reckless. I think that's the term. But but carelessly, carefully recklessly. Carefully recklessly. Yeah. What's that mean? Um, I don't know. We we do some crazy fun stuff in it. Um, it was beat up. You know. You know. It it, it meant a lot. I probably could have done some more things, but couldn't afford to paint it. You know, had had the bondo on it, had a lot of uh, good things, but we took that truck just about anywhere. So that's when uh, your small town, which is spread out, becomes a lot smaller because now oh, you can absolutely. drive all around, right? Now you know where people live. Yeah. That's the thing is, but then you quickly realize like it costs money to drive this thing. Yeah, but back then, I mean, what was gas? I mean, it was a dollar, dollar and a quarter a gallon. Yeah, so I mean, but back then, twenty dollars was a lot of money. Sure. You know this, and let's be honest. I mean. I know we're getting into the way back machine, but when I started like my first job, I didn't start at minimum wage. It was a little bit more, but minimum wage was four dollars an hour. And you got more than minimum wage when you started working. Yeah. Wow. I got tips, man. Okay. I was slinging pizza. Slinging pizza. So let's catch people up to speed. Death piles and taxes here. This is a special bonus episode. Yeah, Adam Beasley. This is the prump, um, the prump episode that we've kind of been teasing and talking about. Kind of off our usual format, and we'll be back to that next week. We might do a few of these, see how it's received. But, uh, okay, so we'll be getting into all the topics. You guys are like, okay, let's get to the fun stuff. We're getting there. We're building a story, right? <laughs> so Adam has a uh, Chevy truck. He's got it bondoed up. Now he's got him a job slinging pizzas. Uh, he's uh, somehow finagled more than minimum wage, and he's getting tips. Yeah, so... One thing you got back before to the police, you know, those kind of things. Funniest story, I still remember it. You, you, there's some things in life that you can't ever forget. We had the Rebel. Not the flag, not the, the gas station. Okay? Ter- terribles. Yeah, Terribles Rebel Station. Okay? I the, can I tell a perumpy story real fast? Throw in a perumpy story. So I'd go there occasionally with my old man, told you about it. Before when we met or whatever, he had a sales route. We talked about it on previous shows. Um... So I go with him on these trips and adventures. One time we went to the Prompt, Nevada, and we ate at the uh, the Terrible's Casino, which should have been our first tip. You don't eat it somewhere called Terrible, and uh, we ate at the buffet, and it was just awful, man. I mean, it was it was no bueno, as the kids would say. And unfortunately, that's one of my memories that won't go away is my my trip to the Terrible Casino in Prompt Buffet. Terrible hearse. So, anyways, you got the Terrible Rebel gas station. <clears throat> so we're in there and. There's a police officer. You'd always go in there for 49 cents, so it's 52 cents with tax. Okay. You get a 52 cent, you know, soda, and that was on a good day. Well, it's um, hot. It's hot desert. You need oh, a lot of yeah. fluid, a lot yeah, of liquids. Fluids. So we'd go in there with our friends and all those kind of things, and uh, police officer in front of us, and, and the gals working the register says, Hey, man, how are you doing today? And he says, I ain't dead yet. I'm still on the green side of the grass. That was my favorite, except for you didn't have grass in front. I ain't dead yet. That's all you got to compare life to. Like, I was like, well, I'm not dead. Wow, that was that was a that was a good thing. Another run-in I had with the uh, the police. I was going out to one of my friends down Homestead, down this big long road that we'll get into a little story later about um, the uh, the burlesque houses. Um, going the houses of ill repute. Yes. That's where they existed legally there. So I'm driving out to one of my friend's house, and this police officer pulls me over, and he's like, I'm like, I'm so, yeah, I try to be respectful. That's what my parents taught me and everything. And so I pulled you over because you were doing 65. 
And I was like, dude, this truck don't go 65, man. I wish I was going. If I could go 65, I'd pay you right now. <laughs> this thing don't go 65 downhill, boss. Like, I'd never taken it out of Pahrump. It never went to Las Vegas. It'd go up the mountains, but it was not going on the freeway. Right, I'll move over the seat right now. If you can get it to 65, yeah. I will pay that ticket. In fact, we didn't even have a freeway. Like, we had a highway road. Like, it took forever to get to the freeway. Anyways, he pulls me over and tries, uh, you know, searching or doing all these things. Like, dude, you got the wrong guy, man. This thing don't go 65. I don't know what you're thinking, but uh, it'll get that, yeah. <laughs> Downhill. So, had the truck, you know, I, I started delivering pizza, making pizza, delivering pizza. Great first job. So, I mean, how, do you, how do you land this job? So, you're uh, you're driving around shooting up each other, and you're now you've got a truck that you've pieced together. How do you go about, because Prompt's a spread out place. Yeah. It's a big, area-wise, it's a huge town, right? Yeah, huge. It's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge town. So Classifieds, man. That's what you did back then. There was a job, you know, willing, hard, you know, kids that want to work hard will always have a job. So you didn't uh, have a friend or anything? No, you no, I just looked it in and, you know, said delivery pizza. I'm like, heck, I like pizza and I like to drive. That beats uh, collecting garbage on your dad's that's, work site, that's right? That's absolutely. I, of course, I did both. but So I got the job and started doing that, started delivering pizza, making pizza, and that was a great thing. And Pahrump is famous for a couple things. Um, Art Bell, which we'll get into in a second. He's my favorite. Uh, cr- very, very um, forward-thinking, way beyond anything. Forward-thinking. Did, did you ever think that term would be used with Art Bell? Oh, I thought you meant Prompt, Nevada. No, no, I meant Art It's Bell. a very progressive city. No, no. Shout out to Pete. I know you got people listening there. I'm just having fun, right? That's true. No. Um, he you know, gets in a lot of the AM radio. He was podcast before podcasts existed. Um, aliens, we'll get into some of that stuff. But um, <laughs> Brothels. Ooh, there's the topic. That's why everyone's listening, right? That's a good chunk of this audience wanted to see. That's why I had to put up disclaimers. Brothels. Um, if you don't know what a brothel is, don't Google it. Google it at home. Not safe for work. Uh, it's it's a place that you can pay for services that aren't normally payable anywhere else in the country. It's it's legal prostitution. Yes, in, and, in Nye County. And when you uh, grow up in a place where... Prostitution is not only legal, but a possible job opportunity for people. That is growing up in a different area, and that is part of the reason we want to do this Prumpy podcast, and and we'll dive into that a little bit. (laughs) I can see the struggle in your face. You can defend your town. I had a friend that his grandmother worked there. She was a cook. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cook. And I know a lot of table Uh, waitresses that worked at Gentleman's Establishment. That's right. So... A, a cook. A cook. But, um, um, is there is there a big need for uh, food out to the, uh, to the brothels? So, this is in the heyday, in the early 90s, mid-90s, um, late 90s. Mike Tyson was huge. Ever heard of him? I heard Mike Tyson. I've sold some Mike Tyson-related goods on the electronic bay. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson's punch out, Mike so, Tyson autographs. All of these big events that happened in Vegas always brought a lot of... Um, Pomp and circumstance. Clientele. Several times did you see large limousine-like caravans coming in from Las Vegas, and I know it was new because we had a buddy that lived like, you know, just down the street, and just happened to be in the middle of nowhere. Stones throw. Uh, it was a long stones throw. <laughs> um, as 
consequently, Art Bell's place was just right down the road. We'll, we'll get to Art. We'll now, when we say right down the road, it could be a couple miles. Right down a, a, a Perumpy Road could be yes. yeah, five miles away, yeah. just on the same road. Um, so, needless to say, I may... may um, May or not have delivered a couple of pizzas there in a few on a couple of cases. So wait a minute. So so big fights come into town or, or big events in Vegas. Yes. And you see you see these caravans of of uh, limos. Do you yes. ever wonder who's who's in these limos? Oh, of course you wonder. Yeah, you want to know exactly. You know, is there talk about town? The scuttlebutt of like no. I mean nobody's no so, shows me like it, it was like it was no big deal. It was like a daily like it always happened on Saturday nights. So Saturday night limos. Let's be honest, it's probably high rollers. It's probably not oh. a whole lot of celebrities. Yeah. It's the people that come into town from wherever. Yeah. Part of their trip is they're going to go out and, and have Enjoy a good time themselves. with the brothels yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they've spent a lot of money on the limo. Yeah. But if, so I grew up in a small town, and I know every famous person that came through that small town and stopped at a gas station because somebody had to say, You won't believe who was down at uh, the Max Countryside Express this morning. Wow. Or whatever. So, but the brothels. So it's kind of almost a separate. Yeah, it's in the same town, but it's like a it's, separate it's world. It's so far away that it didn't even. I mean, at the time, like there wasn't even a gas station to stop at. So when you're growing up, I mean, you're in school, kids are mean or whatever. But is there anyone that's like, oh, you know, his mom works at the brothel, absolutely. or this or that, or oh, kids yes, get made fun of for that? So okay. Yeah. So there's some relation there. It's not its own separate. I mean, it's kind of the running joke. Oh, everybody knows about it when it's when it's. Uh, career day at work and Jimmy's mom's coming in to recruit for the senior girls. I mean, is that happening? No, no. That that did not happen. <laughs> False truth. I mean, it's not the worst tactic in the world. Fake news. Get some, uh, get some uh, new recruits, right? It's a good idea, but no, it didn't exist. I will, as I um, evolved in my work career, I uh, went on from working at uh, the pizza place, loved it, it was great, but I had to make more money. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. All right. We're, I'm not letting you off the hook this, this easy. So, you said you're delivering pizzas to the brothels. Yes. How's that work? Well, it's it's out, like, now it's it's completely different. I mean, it's it's a uh, classier, forward-thinking joint now. <laughs> restaurant. You got know, a restaurant where grandma's working. Yeah, I mean, it's... Some it's, people just go out there for the atmosphere. You can tell what it is if you went out there now. Like, I mean, they got big like white signs. Are people... Do they stay the night, or do they just kind of go do what you're going to do there and get out? Oh, it's a one and done kind of place. So you're not you're not spending the time and, no. and thinking of memories on postcards. Not now. I mean, well, back then, no. Now, yeah, they've got hotel rooms and a pool and all. Back then, it's really going to seem. It was like three trailers pulled together. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> it uh, was Jim's uh, yeah. Glove Ranch or whatever, right? Chicken Ranch and Cherry's no? Ranch. Okay. Shout out. And um, if you have any of these items, I would sell uh, T-shirts from these establishments on eBay, and you'd probably make some fairly good money. You'd be surprised. Extra hot tip. Extra hot tip with the brothel. Let's have it. The reason the chicken ranch is called the chicken ranch is back during the Depression, um, you didn't always have funds. You didn't have uh, commodities. You had more commodities to change than, uh, than dollar signs. It's hard times. So they would bring in... Uh, Chickens and trade it for services. So this is a this is a uh, a business model that even during the depression was uh, making money. There's two of the oldest um, business models, or or uh, well, I don't know what you call it, um, jobs or businesses, careers, businesses. Right. It's accounting and brothelry. <laughs> even where brothelry is not necessarily legal, yeah. there's brothelry things going about. Always been so. 
okay, so you're a 16-year-old kid, you got your first job, and you get the ticket to, hey, these pizzas are going out to uh, Sherry's Ranch. Yes. Walk me through this. Are you are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you like, I can't go there, my mom will kill me? Or is it just, eh, it's just another day at work? It was... And I mean, I don't, I don't remember much about it. Like it wasn't like, uh, I don't know, wasn't much. I guess what you think you think it's going to be. Um, no, you just showed up, give them the pizza, they gave you the money and left. So, so you're an underage kid. Yeah. And they let you on the premises, or you go well, inside I just the showed trailer, up to the trailer door, and they gave it to you, yeah, and that was about did it. Did they Did they tip well? I, honestly, I don't remember. I just remember there was a lot of singles, and they seemed. Um, I'm not sure quite the term for them. Not, not the kind of singles that you necessarily wanted in your pocket. Yeah, no, I mean, they were... Well it, used? It was, it was money. It was it was good money. It was good money. It was, I mean, because that's... It costs a lot of money to drive out there. Sure. You know, it was, it was like... I mean, seriously, it was probably 11 miles from where you make the pizzas. So we're talking like a 22-mile round trip, you know, trip. Well, my road was hungry. That's right. So that's, needless to say, <laughs> Shake your head. I'm not quite, there's a lot of interesting things that happened out there, and that's probably, that's, that's the one that most people know about. Yeah, I mean, when you think of uh, Pahrump, and we kind of talked about it, the show's coming uh, up to this point, and that's kind of the running inside joke or whatever, I'm sure there's a lot more to it, I'm sure there's nice people in the great area or whatever, a few things you think of, or that I think of, is, well, maybe there's more than that, but what you think of is brothels, legalized prostitution, kind of how strange that actually is. Yeah. And uh, I think of Art Bell. So Art Bell kind of is probably, Derek and I have a lot in common, but we didn't realize it till a little later in life, till we became friends. Um, but Art Bell, like I says, he, he invented podcasts before they existed. So if you don't know who Art Bell is, he was the uh, host of Coast to Coast. He actually just passed away last year, year I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And what Coast to Coast was, we've talked about this a little bit before too, but it was basically it was a talk radio show at the time. Talk radio, AM radio, was mainly uh, a lot of political talk, or you'd have your church-type stations. Um, he'd, he'd start about midnight, and he'd go to like... Six in the morning or something, but he talked about all these strange um, topics like your conspiracy theories or your Bigfoots or your aliens and Area 51s and and all that. So um, as a younger, probably about the same age kid, I was working at like a truck stop or I was working at a, a motel, that kind of stuff. And some of those late shifts, there was nothing on the radio, so you'd scan and find the Art Bell show, and he'd be talking about who knows what, scaring the pants off you. Have people calling in. One of his famous things that I always liked is he had uh, a number for the east side of the Rockies, the west side of the Rockies, and whatever the topic was, like if uh, you've been abducted by an alien or if you think your child is the spot of Satan, call this number. And they'd call, and he'd put them straight on the air, and he'd take them seriously. But he also, he was in control of the, of the talk, but he'd just let them have their way and then like leave it up to you to decide, uh, is this person crazy? Is this guest telling the truth? Um if you have time, I'd go find YouTube and just look up Best of Art Bell and kind of listen to him so you know what we're talking about. But So anyways, he's kind of a big deal, and he's in Prump, Nevada. So He's he's right down the road from where we're at, and uh, he would often talk about um, space aliens, uh, you know, flying saucers. Well, and you're right by Area 51, too. Well, you, yeah, you're spoiling the surprise. Oh, there. sorry, sorry. Well, it doesn't exist. Well, yeah, we lived in the desert, 
and when things go in the desert, they stay in the desert. That existed long before it was stays in Vegas. Here comes Vegas. Yeah, was, probably had it first. That's right. We had that long time ago. When that green ball of light flies up, you don't take pictures. <laughs> and you hope it's not radioactive. You don't radioactive. tell your friends. So that's kind of... I don't know what really went on, but I had a, an acquaintance. I won't... If I told you what he did, he'd have to kill you. Um, there's this, a special place called uh, the Test Site. <laughs> so... If you want to get real into your history, um, the atomic bomb, like, they got tested somewhere. And, uh, yeah, Pahrump. Nevada played a lot of uh, key roles in a lot of things that happened in world history. <laughs> I, I once learned, oh, you were there with me, the Enola Gay was out to Wendover. And that's where they were doing their test uh, practice droppings. Of we, we, we went to the uh, Wendover World War II show. show. Yeah. Nevada has a lot of nothing, <laughs> and at the time, the government didn't care what kind of nuclear waste they were dropping. So when you got a lot of nothing, you can test a lot of something, especially when you're yes. in World War. Because so. pretty much there's Vegas and Reno, and that's it. So you're growing up in, in Prompt, Nevada. Art Bell's a big deal. Do you know who he is? Is he a big deal around town? Yeah, I mean, you know who he was, but it wasn't like, you got to remember, like, social media didn't exist. Like, every, like, you know everything about everybody, and everything's very personal. Like, you didn't know anybody outside of the people you went to school with. But other people, I, I guess you guys, I guess where I grew up had a lot more gossip, so no one's like, man, that's Art Bell, he's no, crazy. No, I mean, you ever listen to his show, he thinks that... Everybody out there was crazy. There's though. a wolf man in the woods going to come get him. It was, it was a different place. Everybody's crazy. <laughs> there's, there's, there's people working as prostitutes down the street. <laughs> Is our bell crazy? I mean, we lived by Las Vegas. It was, you know, it was a different place. Like, people would take their hard-earned dollars, and what are you going to do? Go put it in a machine and hope that you're going to make 20 into 2,000. Somebody did, though. Yeah, one out of 8 billion. <laughs> my, my, my favorite saying is they don't keep building those billion-dollar casinos because people win. Okay, so where's so does our bell just is he in like a neighborhood community? Does he have no, like a there, w- there was like no neighborhood community. Does he have a large piece of land? Yeah, is he had a large off? yeah, is, he had a large piece of community of land. Is the radio station? Yeah, his the radio house, station was, was there. Like, one in town. Yeah, you could tell because there was a ginormous like uh, radio tower and stuff. And so yeah, everybody knew what it was, but it wasn't like you just didn't care. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, okay, whatever. So did you ever, like, see him around town? Yeah, I'd see him around town. Him? T- I never really talked. Like, I think I've helped him probably a couple times at the hardware store. You know, but nothing... I mean, in the hardware, like, the hardware store was the store. We didn't have Walmart, and it was, like... That was, was, your, that was your social media. Yeah, that was your social media. You'd go to the hardware store, and you'd buy some shoes. That gets you into the... Um, the one topic that we did get into a lot of, when you talk about people coming to town... You always knew when it was testing day. Testing day? Yeah, testing day. Like, you're talking like high school tests, standardized tests? Oh, no, 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 no. you got to keep in mind, the government keeps things clean. Okay. So, if you're working as a um, professional in the um, business of prostitution... You're a working lady. If you're a working gal, you got to get tested. You get in and your drug... Your, uh, your, um, how you're tested for diseases every 10 days. Every 10 days? It was something like, I know it was a pretty regular schedule, and the testing place was right next to the hardware store. So there's there's the ladies out there, and they're like, hey, that's the pizza boy. (laughs) Hey, pizza boy. And Gary's like, that's my grandma. She works as a cook. She's not getting tested. She just drives them in here. (laughs) And you're just like, I don't know them. 
<laughs> don't know them. But you always knew because there'd be a plethora of um, women that stuck out. Maybe dressed a little different than the other guys. No, it wasn't, it wasn't even dressed. It wasn't like they were, you know, giving goods away during the you know, during the day. But you just could tell they weren't advertising. You no, just, they were, well, you just hadn't seen them around, right? Yeah, you you, you kind of could tell. So that was testing day. That was one of the, some of the weird things you'd see. So testing day, they bring in a, a bus of, of uh, working gals, a gaggleful to, to the clinic. Yeah, to the clinic. So that's a good job if you're working in the clinic. You know, there's going to be a steady stream of. Business, yeah, yeah, business. Okay. That's different. We don't so, have that in most towns. Yeah, so you'd see that next you know, to the hardware store. <laughs> yeah, next to the hardware with store. With Art Bell. Um, you, you'd see. Uh, getting back to the crazy, I mean, that's you know, it's you'd see you would see lights in the sky, whether they were aliens or not. I, I can't confirm or not confirm. Um, I, I can confirm one extremely unique story. Okay, let's uh, have it. And like we. we my dad built houses and swimming pools, and I worked all the time. I mean, yeah, we, we played video games. Like, we did stuff. I think we had a PlayStation. We played some, but it wasn't like... You played some Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario, Sonic, I think. That was on Sega. But we didn't, like, we really didn't, because we didn't have time to. Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. He's like, oh, he was just out to the brothels. We, we want to see who he is. <laughs> um, so we go work, and, and my, we built swimming pools, and sand, there's so just... Wait, so wait. Hold up. So your dad's making construction. You're, yeah. You're, uh, you, you kind of went to the Jack hardware. Jack of trade, yeah. And uh, you're working the pizza joint. Yeah. But you're, you're okay, so you're you're doing swimming pools? Yeah, we did swimming pools too. So uh, you have machines to do this? or It's in a lot of instances, but there's a lot of hand digging. So, so you're out in the middle of the desert. Yes. You have uh, 100 degree temperatures uh-huh. normal. Yeah. And you're, uh, you're digging pools for somebody else to enjoy? Absolutely. The, the liner day, that was the best day. Why is liner day the best? Because it, it was like a vinyl line. Because the problem with swimming pools, and, and I promise you, now you'll kind of get this, but they've kind of evolved since they were in the mid '90s. It used to be you get those gunite pools, and if you played in them for a long time, gunite's like kind of like the concrete. It would rip your feet apart. Uh-huh. You get out of the pool, and you'd be like, "Man, I just like stepped on some bloody glass." Yeah, a lot of hotels, yeah. city pools. That's what the they had, or, yeah. or you have fiberglass, and they'd be like really like slick, and they'd be hard to clean. So my dad, I don't know, he says, hey, we live in the desert, let's make swimming pools. Not so, a bad idea. So we did vinyl-lined swimming pools. So we'd go in and, and dig the pool, and we'd have to, you know, we did like a very lightweight concrete, which that, it sucked. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Doing it, my brother hated it, because you have to mix this stuff, uh, vermiculite and some concrete, and you'd have to throw it in the mixer, and it like blowing all over. It's pretty much like you're, you're ripping apart styrofoam, and you know, like the little balls. Yeah, it's pretty much... That in there. Yeah. And, and I'm sure, like, Dad's probably not paying you the best, because if he's anything like my dad, you're like, and you get paid, and he's like, you eat every night, don't you? Like, you know, you have a roof over your head. We did a lot of work, and he did pay us, but Child labor laws didn't exist it's just back different, then. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. Like, this is it. If I didn't learn it that way, I wouldn't be in the place I am well, now. You won't, you won't be building pools like you do now. Yeah, well, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you learned what you didn't want. Exactly. I learned a lot of. I, I've learned more in life about what not to do. Okay, so weird stories. You're out digging a pool. Yes. Um, and I, I still remember everything in my life is sports related. That's how my memory works. 
Um, Michael Jordan had just come back. He'd, he'd given up the baseball. Still number 45, playing for the Bulls. Number 23 in your heart. That's number right. Number one in your program. So he was on his comeback trail. So it was obviously sometime in May, June. Um, they didn't go to the finals that year. Um, anyways, we're, we're out in the middle of uh, Chicago Valley. Just over. Oh, just, Chicago Valley. Just you know? over. Just kind of over, like, other part. Over by, right by California on the border. And it's literally, it's, I mean, Pahrump is small, but this is like, there's like seven houses and like 25 trees. We're digging a pool, and my dad had run to the store, and by run, it's like a two and a half hour trip. <laughs> I'll be real quick, keep digging. <laughs> yeah, keep digging. I'll bring you back a water. Yeah, Gatorade. Okay. Oh, Gatorade, man, that's the best thing ever. Um, stealth Bomber flies right over my head, man. Stealth Bomber one time, F-16s, like, and what I mean right over my head, like, I swear the guys are like, I mean, because I'm standing there, and I'm like looking, and I'm like, what is that sound? And he, I can't make the sound, but it goes right over my head, and it's like they buzzed my tower, my hat flew off. So they're like, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Hey, look, there's a dumb kid digging a hole. Yes. Let's see how close we can get to him. Exactly. And then no one's going to believe him anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're just, you know, they're... They're testing in the desert. These don't exist. So I'm like, okay, well, what the heck was that? And then I turn around and get back to digging. Of course, they come do it again. Was your brother with you at this point? No, this is all by myself. No, this is solo. Yeah, this was a solo thing that I remember. And uh, you're like, yeah, right. Nobody's going to believe that. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. It's because they're not living in Nevada. (laughs) I believe anything could happen in Trump, Nevada. Probably did. It it absolutely did. So... uh, there's a lot of weird stuff you would see because you know they're testing. Well, stuff. Some more, so give us some more weird stuff stories. So we got our bell going. We got glowing things in the sky. We got getting buzzed by planes. Well, it's kind of strange, kind of just weird, different. I mean, what are you? What are you having with glowing lights? Anything? I I do distinctly remember like green light streaks. In fact, even. A couple of years ago, my wife and I, we were in Vegas, and it was, then now you have social media, and there's like tons of people that saw it. I'm like, it's just like, I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> it's normal now. It's like when you guys see snow. It's like, you're like, oh, this is great. This is everything. Mm, that's not what I think. And now it's like, oh, I feel like I'm at home now. All right. So, once again, recapping, this is a special, special edition here of Death Piles and Taxes. we got Adam Beasley, the, the man from Pahrump, just kind of telling us the stories. We're getting to know him a little better. We've been doing this podcast for, oh, coming up on uh, 18 episodes, yeah, 17, 19. somewhere in there, yeah. a little while now. So we're just going to dive a little bit, give you some personalities, show you what makes us get to know us a little better. We thought this would be fun. Uh, give us your feedback if you're liking it or not. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep doing what we do, but this is just a, a little special bonus episode for you. Um, you were talking about, okay, so we're at the pizza place, but then all of a sudden you're talking about working at a hardware store. So... How was, how was that transition happen? Well, it was good. You know, I just decided I needed to make some more money. My mom worked there, so that's kind of my... I had a job there. They always had needs. They had needs for high school kids, and I was willing to work. Like, um, school wasn't really my thing. Wasn't your jam? It was not my jam. Like I said, I had a difficult time reading. Um, I don't know. I think I finally came to a point in my life, I'm like, you know what? I don't care what other people think about me. Um, it was a good thing. Um, I still remember I was a uh, junior in high school. Um, still have a four-leaf clover. I was out. Needless to say, it was my psychology class. Like, <laughs> why I remember this, I don't know. Um, got to the point. I mean, I was, uh, like I said, um, I was skinny. 
It was really skinny. You were yeah. in the slim jeans. Uh, I, remember. I, I was in the slim jeans, not the husky section. You didn't go in the husky section. Abnormally skinny. Uh, you know, not a strong kid. A lot of people made fun of me. And you're eating pizza and, all the time. Yeah, it and wasn't exactly skinny. the most uh, thing. So, you know, I, I got to the point, like, you know, I don't care what other people say. And uh, I found a four-leaf clover, man. In, in Prump, Nevada, you found a four-leaf we, clover we in the grass. desert. Like, there's sparingly places we had grass. Were you looking for a four leaf clover? Yeah, we were just out there in like some little, you know, hangout outside. My one teacher, Mr. I oh, this is during school. This is during school. I was going to ask you what no, substances no. you were on. You no, were there was, for there was four leaf clovers. Substances. This was like we had a little class activity and we went out and sitting in the grass and uh, I don't even know how. Anyways, found this thing and I, it was like one of those aha moments. I'm like, you know what? I don't your, care anymore. Your little epiphany. Yeah, my little epiphany. I decided to run for student council. You know, get a little more involved. And at this point in my life, I was a junior, and you know what? I I knew more than my parents. I was 17. What 17 year old does not know more than their parents? Well, yeah, but I had a job though. Okay. Well, yeah, you're working the uh, Ace Hardware. Yeah, I was making good money. I worked a lot, and you know what? I had a friend that had a house. Okay. Well, she said a friend. You know, he dropped out of school. And he needed a roommate because he couldn't afford to pay for it by himself. How old is this friend? He was 18. So he's a couple years older yeah, than you. Yeah, he was 18. He's a year older than me. So uh, so he needs a roommate. Yeah. And you decide... Later. So, so... I moved out. So you go so you go to mom and dad and say... I'm gone. This isn't working for me? No, this, this ain't working anymore. It's curfew stuff. I'm... I like to say all your friends' names were Gary for some reason this episode. Yeah. So you say, hey, this, this guy's got a house and I'm moving? Yeah, exactly. What uh, What's their reaction? Uh, Dad said, do whatever you want. You're an idiot. You'll figure it out one day. Mom says, no way. So is there an argument or you just pack up? No, there's a pretty good argument. But you're still going to do what you're going to do? Oh, of course. Like I'm, I, I'm, un, I'm unfortunately bullheaded pretty bad. And uh, once I get my mind into I've gotten a lot better. I've learned a lot over the experience. I mean, that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've learned to listen a little bit more. Not st- Still not enough yet, but no, I said I'm out. Out of you, dog. So, uh... 17-year-old kid. So, 17, you're going to go live on your own because yeah. you're working at the store where you're going to have to see your mom every day because oh, yeah. she's working there, so yes. that's going to go over... Oh, real well. Real well. She's going to be happy with that. Just avoid it like the plague. So at at what point in this process do you think, uh uh-oh? Well, luckily, I mean, my parents were extremely smart. I mean, raising kids is, like, difficult. I mean, let's be honest. I can't even imagine now. I don't want my kids to be that old. Right now, they really like me. Uh, There's going to be a day they're 17 and don't think they can know anything. They like riding the bus and going to the library, so I'm all down with that. Um, no, I, I left, and, and luckily my mom, it was during the summertime, so I could work a lot, a lot of overtime, a lot of things, but eventually, you know, school got back in, and I'm like, okay, I'm still working, doing all these other things, money's getting a little tighter, I'm still working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, um, but... So wait a minute, how are you going to school and... Uh, I only went half-time. Working... Okay. I, was, I was a senior, you know. So you're working 40, 50 hours a week, though. Yeah. That's, that's a more than a full-time job. Well, yeah, I know. I, I, that's why I, you had the money? That's why I had the money. I wanted, so to, just, I wanted to do things, not live at home. So it's just uh, the two of you living at this yeah, place? Yeah, just the two of us. A house or what were you? Oh, yeah, it was a, there, it was a house. Yeah. Is, uh, is your buddy He's, working? Or? Oh, yeah, he was working, too. He was working construction. You know, he, he Back then, you could make some good money. So you had some money coming in. Yeah, so his, his brother moved away and had his lease go up. And, you know, we're like, he, he took it on. I moved in with him, but... 
you know what? We thought it was a great idea to have a bunch of friends over often. Yeah, it's the party house, right? Also, yeah, this is the cool place to come hang out. Yeah, we play cards and, you know, enjoy Canasta. Yeah, Canasta. None of the gals would come in after the shifts no. to get tested or anything. That wasn't happening, I'm no, sure. No, no. There was no... Good, uh, good time had by all. No uh, underage anything no, was happening. No, it was just a great time had by all. But, but you know what we always think? Bigger and better. So we found a better place... They cost more money. This is, hey, man, this is going great. Let's do this. So how much are you paying for rent approximately in the first place? I want to say like $250 a month. It's like $500 a month. You know, and I didn't have a car payment because my truck was paid for. So oh, that's going all right. So the new place, okay, so it's going so well. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, good time. We're going to be the Jeffersons and moving on up. That's right, moving on up to the east side. So we're, we're in Provo. We found senior a, in high school. There's two of us. I'm a senior in high school, and I found a bigger, better house. That's right. And, uh, you know, I was involved, had some friends, you know, of course it's a good place. And I thought, you know what, I turned 18, I was still a senior in high school, and you know what, my friend had a Jeep, so you know what I needed? Well, <laughs> I needed a Jeep. You needed a Jeep, because that truck's paid off. I didn't need that truck, and then I had a car, I didn't, I didn't need that, I needed a Jeep. Okay. So I decided, hey, I'm going to that car dealership, and they saw me coming from a mile away. Sure, they were licking their lips. So, I, uh, oh, we have, what? You guys, I only have to pay like $300 a month and I get this cheap? Heck yeah, man. Sign me up twice. Oh, I'll make you double pay, huh? Yeah, so I, I did that. And so they, you must have had some credit or money on that because I'm guessing mom and dad were co-signing. Oh, no, I was 18. I didn't have any credit. I may or may not have paid like 16% interest or something, but I only had to pay $300 a month. <laughs> they knew they could track it down and they could uh, repo oh, it oh, if yeah, need be, right? yeah. So that was what I did, and unfortunately at that time in life I was still young and dumb, and money dried up a lot faster when you had to pay, you know, that much every month. When I was making like $10 an hour, minus taxes, you know, lots of other things. So you're still a senior in high school. Yeah. You just moved into a, a big house, we'll just call it the bigger house. Yeah, the big house. So that's going to cost you more. Yeah. You just took your free car slash truck that's paid for and decide that you're going to go get you a Jeep that costs more than your rent. Yeah, but it was a brand, it was like a 1992 Jeep Wrangler. It was amazing. And uh, so you're driving that into school. Yeah. And and you're uh, you're probably the old uh, uh, big man on campus then. Not really. I mean, that's, I don't know. You, People weren't like, man, you got to go and you got a house, you got you got a nice Jeep. It was it was fun. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. You were you weren't you weren't necessarily popular, but you were having a good time. I a lot of people knew who we were. You were, and their parents didn't let them go to your place. Um, they'd stay there. Uh, uh, yeah, allegedly. You know, let's just let's just say I'm really glad that social media didn't exist back then. That's probably, or the pictures from back then aren't around right now on social media. They're not. I still have some pictures that. Yeah, I was, I was young and dumb. A little incriminating. We were all young and dumb at one point. We so. all were. So we did that, and. Um, one of our favorite things to do was we'd go to the mountains. Because, again, we didn't have, like, you rich city kids. We couldn't go watch a movie. Rich city kids, okay. We, we didn't have I'm the, rolling with it. We didn't have the mall to go to. some point, I'll have my story told on some bonus episode, I guess. Yeah, we didn't, have, we didn't have Burger King. Well, we did. We got, oh, oh, we got, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, we did. We got Burger King. We had prostitution. <laughs> we had... Casinos. We, when we got Smith's Market, it was a great day. We had PJ's a Mar- pizza place. PJ's Market was just like a place you go buy McCormick spices at and day old. Uh, yeah, you know, Nesties. Probably that's probably a good place to hit up for your Nestie right now. Some McCormicks. Um, so we had we'd go to the mountains all the time, 
Um, we would always be involved in, uh, you know, we'd go up there because it was a good time for the weekend. So we'd also go um, dirt skiing. Dirt skiing. Yeah, dirt skiing. So how do, you, how do you dirt ski? Have you ever been dirt skiing? I don't even know what dirt ski I, I mean, I can figure out what it means by the two words, but yeah, never we need, to, we need to get the boys, go down to Vegas, take a trip to Pahrump, and go dirt skiing behind the Suburban. I don't snow ski, let alone dirt ski. Oh, this is, it's like water skiing, but on dirt. My uh, my insurance doesn't cover stupidity. Well, I didn't need insurance at the time. I was seventeen, eighteen. I knew it all. Um, I uh, decided to my but for some reason, like my dad moved stuff around, and uh, we had um, like we had snow skis, and we had old cowboy boots. So what a better combination than to take and drill those and like screw them down into it. Take a rope behind the Jeep and go to town. So, whose idea was this? It was a combination. I honestly don't... I'd like to know that one day, where we'd go out to the dry lake, but it's exactly... It's huge. It's ginormous. Um, it's past, past the House of Burlesques, um, in, in the middle of nowhere, and you drive out there, and um, you just... It's like flat, like nothing out there. So, you thought, I have an idea. Yeah. I know what we should do. Yeah. We got these cowboy boots. We got them there snow skis. Well, there's no snow here. We got some drill bits. My parents are at work, so I can go in the house when they're not at work because I've moved out. Yeah. I can steal items from them. Borrow. And I can attach them together. Yeah. And then what we're going to do is we're going to drive on out there in the desert to the uh, dry lake bins. Yeah. And uh, and we got the Suburban. The, the, the Jeep. The Jeep. The Jeep. And a rope. Yep. And we're going to drive real fast, and yeah. you're going to stand on the skis and just hold on to the rope. That sounds like a good time. What, uh, what possibly could go wrong? Exactly. So, any, any accidents happen? Well, there are plenty of accidents. I mean, we, didn't, we couldn't afford to go to the hospital or anything, so, so just, just slap some dirt on it, put a Band-Aid, and, and go at it again. Matter of fact, I can't see this working at all, because you're going to take off at 20, 30 miles per hour. No, you had to go pretty slow. We learned that the hard way. You're going to pop that rope. You couldn't... It wasn't like you could stand up like you're water skiing. You had to like really sit down and squat and then to see how fast you could get going. <laughs> I'm sure you were wearing helmets and safety equipment. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure there's no pictures or video of no. any of this. Oh, happening. man. You just, we'd play hot coal. You know what hot coal is? Hot, uh, hot potato. Okay. So we'd go out of the dry lake beds because, again, we didn't have like those fancy city things like you kids do. You have nothing. You have nothing. You have channels on your TV. No, we take. So I got real into it or uh, ingenuity. I don't. We take. We take. Real smart. You got real smart. I got SMRT. You got book learning. We take all those big pallets and all the wood from the job sites. Oh, (laughs) I I will. I've got a picture we can post. We took the Jeep and we literally probably stacked up like fourteen pallets. On top of the Jeep, all the way to the top, strapped it down, drove it out to the dry lake, but pushed them all off and had us a heck of a bonfire. Good time had by all. And then you'd, uh, for some, you'd like jump through it and stuff. and You'd be stupid. Yeah, you'd have a good time. So we'd take a, a, a hot coal and you'd get in a circle and you'd bat it around. Good times. So sure. we'd do that. We'd do a lot of clay pigeon shooting, but we, you know, we couldn't afford clay pigeons, so we'd actually really shoot uh, rabbits, jackrabbits. 
Jackrabbit clay pigeons? No, no, jackrabbit. We couldn't shoot clay. We couldn't afford clay pigeons. So by going out skeet shooting, you were going out rabbit shooting. Exactly. Well, there's probably some people upset about that. Uh, it was long before PETA. We'd, we'd eat them. You wouldn't eat jackrabbits. Um, okay. They, they're disease-carrying animals, right? Yeah, that's true. But, but we, you know, we'd go out and... Uh, Take care of some rabbits. It was a good time. So what happens with the hot coal when it... I mean, obviously people got burnt. Yes, they did. So how long did this game last before this wasn't played anymore? Until the last person was standing. So, okay, so recap. This is uh, the Prumpy bonus episode, Death Piles and Taxes. Uh, We're just going down, growing up in Prump, Nevada, down memory lane with Adam here, and uh, we're to the point where he's out in dry lake beds taking stacks of pallets, Burning them, somehow saying this is better than growing up in cities or civilization. And uh, he's, he's getting drug around on on, on homemade skis yeah, and, uh, and uh, throwing hot coals at each other or shooting rabbits. Craziest thing was, is when you do the rabbits, like you'd, you'd stand up in the back of the Jeep and you'd have a driver and you'd, you know, you'd shoot while you're driving. It probably wasn't the safest. Real safe. Real safe. It, probably wasn't, it wasn't the safest thing. Go to the mountains, kind of do the same thing. So I'm sure you want your kids participating in this no, kind of this activity. No, this was stupid things that would never happen again. Um, we'd go up to the mountains, like we'd do all kinds of things. I was always the kind of guy that I was motivated when people told me I can't do things. And uh, we had one friend, like, he totally knew that, too. And I was, like, too dumb at the time. Like, I just thought he was being a jerk, and he was. But, like, he knew how to push my buttons. So you're kind of the Marty McFly getting called chicken. Exactly, I was. And your friend was Biff. Yeah, he was Biff. So we get up to this place one time in these mountains. And, like, we we have trees. It wasn't all desert. You could drive up about, you know, 4,000 feet. <laughs> well, the mountains were really tall. I mean, they're 12, 13,000 feet. But you get up to mountains, and, and uh, we'd always... We were Boy Scouts. Like we were prepared. Never made an Eagle Scout. Gave up on that project. My mom helped me do everything until I was about 14, 15. And then she said... Then you moved out. Well, then she said, you can't get your driver's license. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I got my driver's license. And then she... I'm, I'm out. I'm gone. So, uh, we were always prepared. So, we had a... Uh, not a hatchet. A little bigger than a hatchet. Not quite an axe, but like a, a half axe. And... Uh, he said, I bet you can't cop chop down that tree. <laughs> said, hold my milk. <laughs> hold on one minute. You don't think I can cut down that tree with a hatchet? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So needless to say, I went to town. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like, it was like a Christmas tree thing. And uh, one of our friends was there, and he took off running. Like, he thought the poor thing was going to come down on him. How, how tall the tree are we talking? Oh, uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good-sized tree. Like, bigger than 10 feet? Definitely. <laughs> like, still sitting out in the desert right now? Oh, the stump is. Okay. Yeah, the stump was several feet wide. And uh, you went to it with a hatchet just to prove that you could? Uh, pretty much. But it, but you got it? Oh, yeah, I got Oh, yeah. Uh, how, how long were we talking that you are sitting there chopping uh, up the thing? 45 minutes, maybe. Oh, that's not horrible. I, I don't know. Time Time's irrelevant when you're 17, 18. That's, that's true. Um, we, we've got shooting a lot. One of the craziest things, going into the crazy shooting stuff, shot at bats. At dusk time, you're right. Like, the swimming pools, bats would come in, swoop off, bu- eat up all the bugs and all yeah, that all kind of the, stuff. All the, yeah. All the, the action stuff, and mosquitoes stuff. and stuff. And uh, we were out in the desert. My buddy and I were in our Jeeps, and 
or driving, and like we never had the talk. Like there was never anything on the jeep. It was like you'd have like the they call it the bikini top. It would just cover your head, so it wouldn't cover the whole thing. Um, we had that on, and uh, it was dusk, and a bat starts trying to attack us. I'm sure. It was just coming after you. It was. It was just, there you're was minding your own business, them. and these bats decided We're, we're driving we're out do. in the desert, and they come, like, buzzing at us like they're... Like they're F-16 pilots. Yes, yes, that's what they're doing. So we jump out, and we decide to try and shoot one, because we had shotguns, so why not? Because <laughs> you're driving around with shotguns in your in your Jeep. Dracula was trying to get me. And uh, you're going to teach these bats a what for. Exactly. So we jumped out, and... Those don't have, like, a normal flight pattern. No, they do not. Very unique. So, neither say, we got one, and I've never seen one pull it down, and it's a rat with wings. Did you mount it on the wall? I did not. I'm not into the taxidermy thing. Did eat it? No, no. no, I did not eat it. I have eaten quail, though. Shout out to my own quail. That was pretty good. Tastes like chicken. It all does. Everything does, yeah. Yeah. So, we did that, and uh, we took off, and um, needless to say... his family wasn't too happy about our situation. Was what situation? <laughs> not, we not just killed their brother. Oh, okay. The bat. The bat. I thought you were talking about your friend. No, I'm like, wait a minute. No, no. We're incriminating a lot of this podcast, but uh, no, no. Okay, so so the bats are like, you yeah. just uh, you just took down one of us. You, you got to yeah. deal with us all. Yeah. So they all came swarming, and we just drive. I mean, by this time, we're driving, you know, forty-five, fifty miles an hour in the middle of the desert to get so, out. Of there. So you're going about forty miles an hour. With a swarm of bats coming at you? Yeah, swarm. There's probably three. Okay, three. Yeah. Are you on any substances? At no, this absolutely point? not. Okay, no. I gotta ask. Yeah, we, 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 were on, we were on good times and and then childhood memories. Childhood memories. Uh, Diet Coke and uh, Diet Coke. Oh, it, it was Coke, Coke and uh, uh, hot dogs from the Rebel Gas Station. Maybe some uh, powdered donuts, yeah, jelly so powdered donuts. donuts. Those are so good. So we did that. Um, and just lots of good things in the in the P town, um, and then uh, you know I think we just got by that point got to, got out of high school got to the point where I'm like you know what this probably want to live forever. So so you're you're still renting an apartment or the house? No, I eventually I had to move back in because I had a jeep payment I couldn't afford it. So so how's that talk go? You go back to mom and say uh, you're right, or you just move in and don't you don't sell it or I don't remember the exact circumstances, but. Well, now we know Mom listens to the podcast because she knows about it. So, well, yeah, she it, it was um, it wasn't. I mean, it was like I think a couple months after, it was before Christmas. I had to move back in because I made some stupid financial decisions. Didn't want to ruin my quiet credit, and you say went back in with Mom, and Dad. Things worked great, and uh, I got to the point of thinking, you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm, some of us are still there. I know I didn't want to work construction. You knew what you didn't want to do. I knew, what I, I knew I didn't want to do that. Um, so you graduated from high school. Yeah. You're 18. You've, you've moved back in with mom and dad. Yeah. You, uh, you've had this prompt experience, but you know... Uh, a lot of my friends, I mean, at that time, big corporate America, like smoking, smoking's bad for you. <laughs> they had this huge um, settlement with the state of Nevada. They gave them literally millions upon millions of dollars. And they gave you what's called the Millennium Scholarship. Okay. So anyone that graduated in the year 2000, which I did, and after, they gave you money to go to college. Now, is this still in effect, or is this just for a limited time? I don't think, it's not anymore, but I think it went on for like six, seven, eight years or something. So they just full ride? Yeah, you get a full tuition scholarship to any school in Nevada. Okay. So I had a lot of friends going to Las Vegas, and I'm like, ugh, 
I don't know if I'm the kind of guy that can make it in Las Vegas. School is hard enough in Peru, Nevada. Yeah. I don't know if I need the temptations of Las Vegas. I don't know Vegas. if Las Vegas is the place for me. The other part was Reno, and I'm like, ah. Uh, going back, that probably would have been a good place for me. But yeah. I didn't really want to go. But I did have a, I had a cousin that lived here in Utah and, and uh, came on a trip. They uh, brought a bus down and picked me up and uh, went from Las Vegas up there. Needs to say, a uh, lot of... Um, they call it the land of milk and honeys for a reason. So wait a minute. So you have a full ride scholarship to UNLV or Reno, uh-huh. and for some reason your cousin is in Utah at school. Yeah, yeah they, she she lived here. They grew up here. And says, "Hey, uh, why don't you come check out this school?" Yeah, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. they send a bus. Yeah, they had like this. It's like the recruitment trips. I mean, I wasn't like you know. You know, Cam Newton <laughs> recruitment trip. We need this kid to, to write down our baseball scores. Go get him. No, that was he's in the desert. That was not it. Get his skis. Now that I'm a little bit older, I recognize when you bring kids from out of state, they pay more in tuition. So they saw dollar signs. <laughs> yes, and said, "Let's see what we can do." Yeah, and uh, somehow your cousin got wind of, "Hey, it's, yeah. it's a free trip. Get on the bus." Yeah, so we so we did that, and um, like I said, came there, showed up. It was real nice. Very much enjoyed it. Lived at the, um, be uh, I, I lived at. Well, I stayed at the place called the Morgue. Okay. Why is this place called the Morgue? It used to be a mortuary. Makes sense. All adds up. So this will get into the, when we get to the Halloween episode. That'll you know. Okay. Kind of we got some Halloween stories. Now, were you? Uh, I mean, all those beds in the walls. Did they just convert all these things that would pull out and the, the lockers? You could just lay them. Oh, it, it, we had the lockers. The lockers were real. Oh, they were still there. Oh yeah, lockers in the back part of the house. So I was just making a joke about you sleeping in lockers, and they really existed there. Still. Oh, the lockers were real. Oh yeah, we'd jump in inside of them and scare people, and they came around. The red rum like scraped in the walls. Oh yeah, that was downstairs in the furnace room and the incinitory where they burn up the bodies. Well, let's not get too much into the Halloween episode now. <laughs> okay. Let's not ruin all of our good, so, our good so Halloween I, stories. I'm still out. in high school, went up there for a weekend. They had a basketball game, a dance, and I'm thinking, this is not like anything I've ever seen before. I want more of this. So, and in the land of milk and honeys, what, what was your your uh, ratio from uh, male to female of this college? Oh, it was like, it was probably like 35% men to whatever, 65% women. So you're getting a lot of attention. Yeah. The new the new bus is in town. The there's new bus new, is in town. There's some new blood coming to the dance yeah, it tonight. Was, it was a good time had by me. So that was uh, that was enough to make you think, maybe the full ride scholarships are yeah. uh, not where it's at. I might try out this place. Maybe the uh, skinny kid from Prompt didn't get a lot of uh, looks in, in high school, but moving up this place sure changed my tune. <laughs> the skinny kid at the dance when you're outnumbered, hey, he will do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. oh, no, it definitely turned into something different. So, made that decision, got a, a scholarship. Okay. I, you know, I still did okay in school, nothing great, but uh, at the time, school cost, the in-state tuition was $500, so I had to pay $750, and they covered the rest and stuff, so needless to say, it wasn't too expensive, $1,500 to live, and uh, yeah, I got out of there. I blew that popsicle stand. Prump? Yeah, blew that place. Have you, have you went back much? Oh, yeah, I guess the same friend, guy that, uh, you know, got out of high school uh, early. and uh, you said He's still alive and you're still in contact? Oh, yeah, we're still really good friends. So. What's, your, what's your mom think about him to this day? <laughs> she likes him a lot. She likes him now? So, funny story. As I moved up there after high school, we went up there. He stayed there. Um, had another friend, the guy that really, you know, challenged me to chop down the tree. 
Biff. Yeah, Biff. <laughs> they, that's actually that's a really good interpretation for him. Yeah. Um, You're right. Fly. Yeah, yeah, we're still really good friends. In fact, he he comes here to my office every single day. Um, oh, really? He lives up here now. Yeah, he lives up here. Okay. Yeah, you know him, oh. Taylor. Okay. Yeah, you know him. Okay. He works right over there now. All right. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, they would come up every weekend. They bring their my friend, he worked at uh, uh, an auto body shop, and they would, um, for some reason, they met their sales quota, and he was 18, almost 19 at the time, and they got a company-sponsored, like, they got a Corvette that they'd get every other weekend. So he and my other buddy, they drive it up from Vegas to Ephraim, Utah, to have it up for the weekend. So they said, we got we got to go hang out with Adam. we got to go hang out in Utah. we got a Corvette, and we're going to go to Ephraim, Utah, because there's a lot of women there. I'm sure it was the it motivator. It was just a good time had by all. We're going to go have a good time with Adam. So they'd show up in the Corvette and stay at the, at the morgue, and it was just... And it's a small town, so everyone knew when they were in town. Party time just continued and continued. Just good times had by all. Did uh, so the gas? Everything was covered. The boss didn't ask why are you putting on these insane miles on the Corvette every other weekend. And that was not a problem. Not, not your problem. That, that was like you asking why is this guy buying McCormick meat seasoning? It doesn't matter to you. <laughs> all you do is you have the Corvette and you can promise gals rides around town. Yeah, it was just a, it was a good time. So needless to say, that's kind of the evolution of where Perump came from, what Perump happened. Um, you know, did the, I, I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, I always knew what I didn't want to do. Because you'd done it. Yeah, I'd done it. Um, needless to say, I came to that um, realization I didn't know what I wanted to do. I almost joined the Navy, actually. I, I wanted to join the Navy when I still like lived on my own because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, San Diego, right? Well, yeah, see, exactly. You already know where I'm going. Um, got to the recruiting trip. like They were going to fly me down the next day. Had to get my driver's license. And the dude's like, you're 17. You need parental stuff. I live on my own. My parents don't tell me what to do. I'm my own man. I'm sorry, sir. This is the government, and you can't go in until 18. Wow. So I made that decision, a couple other things, and uh, went up to school. Still didn't quite know what I wanted to be. Um, got to that, uh, you know, that age of, do I go to the military? Do I do something else? And um, found that ecclesiastical uh, vacation that I went on. So instead of becoming a seaman, you became a churchman. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And the Navy was apparently not for me. I, uh, I'll have to tell my story about the Marines someday. Oh. Hoorah. I, uh, I tried to weasel out of a commitment, and Denny was not about to let that happen. Oh, some, that's a teaser. Wow, I, I didn't ever know that. Yeah, that's not something... I don't know how many people know that. <laughs> well, wow. that'll come up in another special episode down the road at some point. I was pretty excited about filing for the uh, special thing. You know, when you turned 18 and you had to file for the draft? Oh, yeah. I was all about that. Yeah. I was young and dumb, man. You were You were hoping they. I remember, so we're, we're the same age. Uh, grew up at the same time. I remember the pitches, because I, I joke about the uh, prostitutes coming to your school and trying to recruit. Yeah. Um, ROTC. We, we, had, we, had, so we had military people that would come and recruit hard at oh, the yeah. high schools. And I remember the big pitch was, no one will ever mess with us. We're America. You'll get free college. They pay me all this money. I, you know, go have fun, shoot things on the weekend, whatever they do. We're never going to go to war. This is, you know, the year, uh, the, the late 90s yeah, to the 90s, early, early 2000s. 2000s. Uh-huh. Um, thankfully, 
I didn't heed that advice. That wasn't what I was built for. I'm appreciative <laughs> to those that those that do and that were. I uh, bless you. But this is then. Then 9/11 happens, and uh, we've been at war pretty much ever since. So yes, yes, we have. Uh, let's just say that wasn't the best. It was good are pitch you, at the time. Are but. you saying you were kind of like a sitting duck? I'm saying I wasn't made for the military. Just say that right now. I have bone spurs like your president, man. I've not been. I've been up into Canada. I was not built for that. Appreciative of all those that do and, and fight for our services, and I, and I, you know, can't respect them more. They're built out of something that I just so, didn't have. Man, I gotta. We we gotta get in and find out what Denny. But are you saying you a a draft dodger like your buddy Slick Willie? No, I'm saying I'm like a Orange Forty Five bone spurs, man. I had the rich dad, but he didn't get me out of it. There you go. Oh, I didn't have a rich dad. Sorry, Denny. Um, you didn't give me a million dollar loan. So, uh, getting, I mean, ending the story, like I said, did that. Uh, came back to the morgue, lived there. Um, that's where I met, uh, you know, roommate briefcase. And uh, that's where you came into the well, story. And the rest is history, so that's after we met up. So, I mean, just to condense it, this is... Obviously a different format than what we've usually done, but this is the uh, growing up kind of what's made Adam Adam episode, why he's called Prump. Um, hopefully you like this episode. If you did, give us a shout out, let us know. If you didn't, let us know too, and when we can change and tweak things in the future. At some point I'll probably have to do my, my history episode. Um, but just a little break in the action, uh, death piles and taxes. Usually we're talking about things you sell on the internet. We've touched a little base here, but... I think it's good to know the people that you're talking to. A lot of podcasts are these so-called experts or these so-called people that whatever in this field and you have nothing, no connection to them. I think uh, with this, at least we have some backstory. So if you ever run into Adam at the uh, grocery store looking for uh, the McCormick meat seasonings or whatever, you can say, hey, man, that wasn't cool that you shot bats from the back of your Jeep or whatever. <laughs> or you can relate with him and say, Man, tell me some Art Bell stories, or I used to deliver pizza too. It just makes us a little more more personable, right? We, we've all been there. We've all done it. I mean, we're all stupid people in life. <laughs> when you're getting your taxes done, and he's asking you, what are you doing for a living, or what's this or that, or, man, that's stupid, you can look at him and say, yeah, but I didn't move out on my own at 17. <laughs> I, I, I don't hide I don't hide my... I've made a lot of mistakes, and that's the only way I've really learned, is I didn't have an older brother... That did like he wouldn't do the stupid things, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm still like, my brother should have been a lot smarter because I did a lot of so, stupid so things. So, all my siblings, I'm oldest too, all my siblings, college graduates, yeah, great. And I think they should pay me a little bit for like the learning tax, right? Like, it's true, they saw me and they said, okay, not gonna go down that road necessarily do those things. Tax. There's something like, hey, thanks for taking those beatings for us. Thanks for taking out mom and dad's anger while they were worried and chasing you down or whatever. I buckled down and got good grades or, you but know, went to school. Here's the thing, and I know what we're going to do. This is down another wormhole. We'll get into it. But the, what you've been doing, and, and uh, you're in a good financial situation. Well, I've been lucky, and I mean, not to get too much on me, but I, I, like you're saying, I can learn. Like, you learn and adapt, and that's one thing. I might not have been the best student or, you know, have the best career paths or things growing up, but I was able to to take advice from people that did and, and watch and see what they were doing. And, and like we were talking in the last episode, you know, I can find trends and see what people are doing. And I don't have to scan every item in the store to find out what's selling. I find the people that are selling that have already done that work, and then, you know, I can learn from others. And, and I'm the, uh, again, learned the hard way. It took me 13 years to graduate with my accounting degree. 
So I know the numbers, I just don't like the uh, format that it came to me in. So going back, you said you had a hard time, uh, sorry, we're jumping all over the place, but hard time reading, I can relate to that, um, but you also had numbers. Oh, yeah. So so where did you find that you like numbers? How did you get into, like, I mean, because counting's all numbers, so where did you learn that uh, this, this was for you, that you were a numbers guy? Baseball statistics. My parents, you know, I love to read. Oh, I love to look at books. I mean, pictures and numbers, and, you know, I'd attempt to, um, but I'd get baseball books because I was, you know, Padres and stuff, like, hey, I might as well learn about them. So when my mom would go to work on Saturdays, um, again, we talked. They took me because I was always the troublemaker. Like, things were a lot quieter when I wasn't in the house. I think we had a lot in common, man. <laughs> so, like, my dad would take my brother and my sister because they were younger, and they were the easy ones, and. I'd be the one that, you know, pestered and poked. And so I, my, mom would take, pot yeah, my mom would take me to work on Saturday, and I would go just sit underneath the desk and read, you know, for like four, five, six hours at a time. So what What are you reading? Because you said you're struggling Baseball reading. books. So you just got baseball just, books. Just 100 best baseball players in the world. Like, I could open a book, and I could tell you more about George Bell, Pete Rose, you know. So here's the truth about, about Adam Beasley, Crumpy. And when I first met him, kind of and, and uh, stuck out to me. Still does stats. So he's a walking uh, encyclopedia, is what we call it back in the day. Now I guess Google search. Yeah. But if you wanted to know anyone's anything stat wise, you just bring up, and it could be some random player you didn't even know that well. I mean, I can't think of them because I don't know random players. But you'd be like, you know, what uh, was Dave Hernandez batting in '86 or whatever? And Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan or Keith or, Hernandez. Keith Hernandez, Played sorry. New York New York Mets. No, known for Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. But you'd say, what was his batting yeah, average, you know, 91 or whatever. Dwight Gooden. And, uh, and Adam, or, or football players or yeah. whatever, he just rattled off. We'd be sitting at college football games or whatever, and, uh, you know, what do you think about, so, well, he runs good time, he's, he's catching, you know, whatever. We didn't have phones. Like, we had baseball cards. He's inside the 30. This is a, you know, 85% field goal. Yeah, I, I, I like, mean, we would do all that because you'd look at baseball cards, and that's what I did is I'd learn, like, what college they went to, what round they got drafted into, you know, and I'd take my cards and, like, I would, hey, he's a first round or second round. And, like, this is all before it existed. Like, all these things you had on the Internet now, like the filters. Like, this is what we did before the Internet, kids. I, I made my own filters because we didn't go to the mall. Like, if we did, like, it was a huge deal. Cause Man, you get I to think go, you're pretty jealous of the mall. You brought that up a lot. You'd see those shows like Mall Rats, you know? Like, you'd be like, man, I, I didn't know that place existed. We didn't have a 7-Eleven. <laughs> we didn't have a slushy. Well, you have your slurping machine? We didn't have a slurping yeah, machine. That's tough times. We had the, the imitation. I think we got an icy oh, the machine. The icy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the icy big, bear. It's a whole different ball game. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? We, you had to create your own fun, and, and we didn't have we didn't have cable TV. You know, you just didn't have all those things, so you'd go outside and, and make your fun. So you had a pack of baseball cards, and you'd memorize each and every memorize one. stuff. So that's kind of how I got into the numbers, and the more and more I did that, the more and more I liked. I mean, I was the 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid. I mean, my dream job was I wanted to be the, the payroll specialist for the San Diego Padres, man. And the Padres, they could, they, could, they could still use a guy like you. They're not doing so well statistically for... Multi-million dollars on Manny Machado. I mean, it's a, it's a whole thing. You're still, still Padres, man. Well, I, did, I, know, team. I know a little bit about baseball. I don't watch much of it anymore. Well, I remember when I met you in the briefcase, you were splitting the MLB package. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've never been a huge baseball guy. 
It's one of those. It's like an acquired taste. I get it. I like it. I like the idea of it. It's just it's a big. You gotta have a lot of time. It's a, it's a commitment. Yeah. It's. I mean, this is long before. Well, we don't have a local team or anything yeah, like that. So you couldn't stream Stranger Things. I mean, this is back when you had to watch. You know, watching new, new Coke and stuff. Yeah. So if you're bored, like instead of doing your homework at college, you watch baseball games. See, if anything, I had to watch. Yeah, the the Cubs games because you had WGN oh, yeah, or. Yeah. Uh, the Braves on TBS or whatever. So. Yeah, I didn't have those channels. I, I luckily I did. Didn't That's where my pro wrestling came into effect. Yeah, yeah, we did. We just go to your friend's house to watch those, uh, <laughs> or see who came into town after the big fight night. <laughs> Probably exactly. more truth to that than the. So you get yeah. it got into numbers, and that's what I always realized I liked, and. Uh, Luckily, found a career that um, that's what I do now. But now the the unique thing that I do is I deal with a lot of people that own businesses that do things that they've never done before. And there's a lot of unique things that you have to learn to run a business. And and honestly, eBay, like on online retail, any of that kind of things. I mean, I'm teaching my kid right now, and he's eight. Like by the time he's 18, he'll have 10 years of business experience. This ain't like we're playing no game here. Yeah, you can't teach that, right? This is real you stuff. You don't learn that in, in and, the school. And I guess, I don't know, I don't get on too much of a tangent. We've gotten down for a while, but that's what you should really be learning. So if you're in any kind of situation, like whether you're in college, thinking of going to college, whether you're 50, 60, 70, whether you're 80, like you can learn this. And, and what it does is it just opens an opportunity for you to make more money. And that's a good thing. That's what I we're mean, after. So the world, money makes the world go round. Well, it's been a fun episode. It's been different. Like you said, we'll uh, get back to our normal format next week. If you're listening this far, we appreciate you. You know a little more about Adam Beasley now than you did uh, a, a little while ago. And you know a little more about Trump Nevada than you did a little while ago, right? One of our friends, I, I don't know if he's lying or not, but he really thought my name was Perump. Well, that's what we called you. Well, yeah. Prumpy. I don't even spell it right. <laughs> P-R-U-M-M-P-Y. I don't put the H and the A and all that in there. P-Rump? But, but I've learned how to spell it correctly. A humpy? As, as you look in show notes. Over the hump to Perump? Yeah, so maybe someday we'll have to take a trip. Is there uh, any thrift stores in Perump? There are. Oh, yeah. Are there still? I'm sure there are. I don't make it back often. Man, we're going to have to go down and hit some thrift stores and look for uh, some things in the grocery stores down there. Oh, that'd be a good thing. That'd be a good thing. Well, thanks for uh, for listening. Like I said, just like we're we're trying to a uh, little bonus episode, a little more about ourselves, so you understand. Hey, these guys are real. They're not robots. They've been in a lot of situations. They're uh, willing to learn from their mistakes. Because one thing that I like a lot, I, I listen to Gary Vee a lot. He talks about um, juggling. He talks about different things you throw up in the air, and some people are really, really good at one thing. And they won't throw a ball up in there. They won't try anything new. They'll just kind of hold on to it in their hands. Me, I'm more of a, I want to have like 12 things up in the air. When four or five drop, hopefully I'm still juggling a few that, that still work. You do have many pokers and many fires. Yeah. To some extent, I'm like, I don't know why or how you do it. It's just, it, it's it's fun because you want to see what like works. I think I have like bolos out there right now. I'm looking for things. I'm on the lookout. Always on the hunt. I'm, I'm looking for things, and, and in the meantime, I'm able to you know, have my accounting firm. It's really good because I work really, really hard for four months. I've continued to work more and more throughout the year, but it gives me an opportunity to uh, do a couple more things. Dog the bounty hunter of the business world. Yeah, I like that dog. <laughs> 
Well, we appreciate it. If you have any questions or want to do business with Adam, of course, you can always go to adamupaccounting.com. If you've got questions or concerns for me, shoot us a question. Like it says, if, if you've done it, we've probably seen it. Um, at, at D. Roy Everett on the Twitter machine and uh, Instagram. Yeah. Or you can find me on Facebook or at your local uh, grocery store looking through dusty things for money. I'll throw that there's three things that are certain in life. Well, let's hear it. Uh, the first one, we'll get to the other two, is um, if you're 17, you've probably... No, I guarantee you've done something stupid. Oh, you don't have to be 17 to do something stupid. Well, okay. The three things is you'll always do th- stupid things. Okay. Uh, you're going to die... And you're going to have to pay taxes. And on that note... That would be the two things that are really certain are death piles... And your taxes.
peanut gallery to the CCSC. It's getting hard to bear. So watch where you're going and remember where you've been. If someone flashes a badge at you, be the sheriff or just pretend. A disease with no cure Some say it's in the water Maybe it's in the beer Maybe it's in the air But one thing is for sure Rumpetism's among us And it's spreading everywhere Among us, and it's spreading everywhere. Oh, the disease with no cure. Some say it's in the water, or maybe it's in the beer. Among us, and it's 